Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas that are sometimes informational, sometimes inspirational, and always entertaining on Stacy Connects. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome to Stacy Connects. I am Stacy Heller. This show is all about making connections through conversation, asking questions instead of making assumptions, and engaging with the elephant in any room. I found a children's book at Target yesterday that actually uh, was something like uh, Don't Read This Book Aloud or something. It was It's by uh, Max Greenfield, and uh, it has an elephant in it, and it's like talking about the elephant in the room. Naturally, I had to buy it. Um, so I need to read it with more depth. But it talked about being uh, reading aloud and being afraid and having a blom. And so I thought that was pretty clever. Was it called I Don't Want to Read This Book? That's the one. <laughs> That's exactly the one. Thank you. And it, it, the, uh, the premise is that it's not always so fun to read a book aloud because perhaps you have some insecurities or you're afraid that you're not going to know how to say a word or whatever. And that ultimately it doesn't matter that there is room enough for all of us. I, of course, love the idea of reading the book aloud and would do it with great ablam because I am not afraid. <laughs> anyway, I am uh, off topic. So uh, whether you listen to this show live or you listen later via podcast, I just appreciate you listening. I do want to remind you that the last show of Uh, My tenure at KKNW is going to be, I think it's on the 26th of this month, which means that if you want to continue this long, happy, mutually fulfilling relationship that we have, then you should consider subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, And if you would like to call in, the number to call is 425-373-5527. Otherwise, feel free to shoot me a text or leave me a voicemail at 475-999-2726. So, continuing the theme of last week uh, with the holiday season, last week I had the team from Michael Bruce Image Consulting and we talked about holiday gift ideas. This year, uh, or this time, I figured let's have J.D. Winnikin on a uh frequently recurring guest. I feel like you're one of those people on shows, you and Eric both, that it's like at this point you should just have a credit in the opening because you're on so often. So, <laughs> Well, I would be fine with that. I'm always happy to be back. And, and happy holidays to you and the entire, entire Heller clan. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, We are going to be talking about holiday movies today. Love them, hate them, what are they, what should you watch, et cetera, et cetera. You can consider this your your follow-along, comprehensive-ish movie guide. Uh, But first, (laughs) there is uh, conversations and observations that I want to share with everyone. Uh, One thing that happened uh, actually... Uh, about a month or so back. And JD, it's it's perfect that you're on the show because both you and I uh, 
attempted to try to help Odin. So those of you that have listened for a long time may recall that uh, I had guests on Monica and her mother, Maria, who uh, were trying to get the word out about finding a um, kidney replacement for Odin, uh, son and brother. And unfortunately, Odin died about a month back. And it is sad. He was on the show. I tried to see if I could be a match. And actually, JD, who has uh, his own podcast, I should say podcasts, um, Mm -hmm. plural, he also tried to go through the process to see if he could potentially be a match. Sadly, neither of us were. And I just wanted to give people an update on that. And it's a it's a sad thing uh, to bring up this time of year. But it's also a reminder that uh, the gift of being, whether it's a organ donor or a living uh, organ donor, consider researching that uh, it's something that could quite literally save someone's life. And so, you know, a bit of a downer, but um, it's just, it's sad to see a life cut so short. I think Odin was in his 50s, if I recall. That's right. So anyway, um, you know, thoughts, obviously, with Monica and Maria and Tracy and the whole family. But, um, you know, it's just kind of... It's sad. Okay, let's switch it up a little. Uh, on a on a funny note, my kids make me laugh. Charlie is home. He is at uh, Seattle University, and he is home, had to move out of his apartment, which I think he is super sad about. He has on-campus housing that is basically like this perfect little single apartment for himself, and he had to move out. And I assure him that we are just as sad that he had to move home as he is to have had to move home just because like suddenly his stuff is everywhere and like the sprawl is real when your kids come home and they regress to bad habits and old habits. So, so real quick, he's not home for a break. He's home home. No, he's home for a break. Oh, so just for a break. Yes. However, that required him. He's like, I'm not leaving, you know, these these clothes there, these are expensive, and I need to bring this home. And so his stuff ah, is just dotted throughout the house. And okay. yeah. And every time I try to go looking for, you know, my computer charger, he's like, Oh, I was using it. Or he uses Peter or Pete's, my husband's, to um to play like his Xbox. And we're like, Ugh. We just got into a rhythm. But anyway, he does make me laugh. Uh he was headed off in his wolf hat, uh, think like trapper hat, and his varsity leather jacket, fleecy type coat, pajama pants, and his big Lego man looking boots for a walk today. And I said, where are you going? He said, I don't know. It's a little sunny. There's this pond that I like to go look at. And I said, oh, do you feed the animals? And he was like, there are no animals, Mom. Suburban sprawl has ruined it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you are so in college right now. <laughs> Just like that classic, like, everything's the worst. And, you know, I don't know. Something about that, like, made me laugh. And uh, the young make you 
young and also make you feel old. So mm. anyway, um, he does make me chuckle, I will say. And what's really exciting, my brother is coming to visit and my brother has always been musically inclined. I've told Eric multiple times that, oh, you'd get along with my brother. He's such like a music guy and Charlie is a music guy. And so uh, Charlie was recently uh, extolling the virtues of the Beatles. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. It's funny when your kids start to uh, appreciate the things that you yourself know about. And you're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, thank you for telling me all those fun facts that I already knew about John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, anyway, and then the last thing that I have to say, my observation, especially from this week, is that getting ready to spend the holidays with family, as in all the kids are coming back home, my mother is coming, hey mom, hey glop, see you in a few days, um, my brother and his wife Sky, they are coming, so there will be nine adults in the in the house for the holidays, and Getting ready for that is like cleaning for the cleaners. Like suddenly I'm like, I need to hang that picture that I haven't hung for three years. <laughs> I need to get rid of that stuff that I haven't gotten rid of for 18 months. I need to move that pile of stuff. And so it is like this frantic, like I should probably put blackout curtains in that room so that they can sleep and not be woken up by the sun. I didn't care that Will was woken up by the sun. <laughs> But now I care that they are. It's just the way it goes. I don't know. Anyway. Yep. I'm looking forward to it, though. I am looking forward to it. I am a little concerned about where mom is going to sit because mom has uh, arthritis in her knees. And so couches these days are very low slung. Mm -hmm. Oh, man, that's true. Right? So I need to get like an ejector seat or something for her so that when she sits on the couch, it can lift her up. Or springy that she could bounce on and get momentum. Maybe. That's what I need for my dad. My dad has the exact same problem. He has two knee replacements. And if couches are too low, he's got to intentionally like think about it and like swing himself up right? into various positions. I thought if he had something bouncy, like almost like how a diving board bounces. Maybe. Something like that. I mean, that could just get them and, you know, just get them up the momentum. Then they lock their knees, they stand, they're ready to go. Right? And she... Looking out for you, Joan. Looking I, out for you. I know. We, so this this can go in my category of, like, uh, inventions and ideas and things that I have. Like, mm -hmm. I know that there are chairs that lift. I know that there's those kinds of things. But I'm talking about, like, an independent mechanism that you can put in one part of your couch so that for people that whether they're older or they just generally need help getting up, it could be comfortable to sit on and it could help them up. Kind of like a slow motion couch catapult, a coachapult. Interesting, interesting. Uh, it reminds me of Will when Will wanted to start a store called the Ottoman Empire and he was just going to sell Ottomans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the history, the historian in me <laughs> loves that. That's right? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm going to have to see what I can do about that. I mean, and there's not even phone books to have her sit on anymore. Like, you know. It's, 
it's real. It's really real. I mean, it's a challenge for my dad. And it, I, it's I would hard love to for find me. something that would be helpful. Yeah. Like our couch is so low. And at times I feel like I have to completely flop and turn over and then use my arms to get up. Yeah, it is low. Yeah. That is true. So anyway, uh, so I'm working on it. There's got to be something out there. Uh, hey, listeners, if you know of something, reach out to me. You can go to stacyconnects.com and you can... Uh, send me a note or you can always call that number that I shared, which is the 475-999-2726. If you know of something that will just ping my mom right out of that couch, that would be great. Um, although she's really not going to have time to sit because she'll be doing a lot of laundry. <laughs> I've been uh, collecting all of my laundry waiting for her, so there will not be much time to sit. Anyway, Um, My Stacyism for today. So inspired by the topic of holiday movies, I went back to when I was creating my list, uh, one of my favorite movies that I really don't watch that often, but I loved it as a kid. I still love it today is uh, Miracle on 34th Street. And Mm. this whole movie is just based on the idea of having faith and this young girl Uh, being behind the scenes of a retail mecca because of her working mother and uh, and meeting Santa Claus. And uh, I think that the the gentleman that plays uh, Santa Claus, uh, his name is Fred, and he says in the movie, faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. And to me, that sums up what the holidays are about, whether you celebrate the birth of Christ or you're celebrating Hanukkah and the miracle of all that oil for all those days uh, or some other holiday. um, It is definitely a season for uh, faith. And common sense just, you know, it's just not all it's cracked up to be this time of year. I mean, really, all year. Um, I don't know. Just have a little faith, folks. All right. On that note, uh, let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to discuss holiday movies, what to watch, what to miss, uh, and debates and all kinds of good stuff. So keep listening to Stacey Connects. We'll be right back. Do you feel challenged by the thought of getting ready every day? Want to make a great first impression, but don't feel your wardrobe represents who you really are? Does the thought of trying to find great clothing that fits your body and lifestyle have you overwhelmed? Michael Bruce Image Consulting is a premier image consulting company that can help you get your style back on track. Contact them at michaelbruceimageconsulting.com or call them at 425-214-4155 and start that conversation today. Stacy Heller is many things, entertaining yet enlightening. She's a talk show host channeling her inner Fallon. Like Winston Wolf, she's a fixer who gets things done with style. Practical like Dr. Ruth. Stacy isn't afraid of the uncomfortable when searching for answers. She's your biggest fan and sees your potential before you do. Most of all, Stacy Heller is a synapse who can connect impulses and ideas about your business 
and yourself into possibility. To connect with Stacy, go to stacyconnects.com. Stacy Connects, it's her superpower. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Stacy Connects. I'm Stacy Heller. I am joined today by Dr. J.D. Winnikin, who has his own podcast. Why don't you let people know about your podcast here? Absolutely. There's there's two of them that I do with my friend, colleague, and co-host, Tawny Santabria. One is called Breaking Up With Our BS. You can get that wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to listen to it live, it's on every Saturday morning at 5 a.m., just in time for your morning coffee. Uh, on uh, warm is it 1069 that's right yeah, warm 106.9 and that's you, by Eric. the way 5 a.m uh west coast time west coast time yes correct thank you and then we just started a new one Tony and i did just uh, about a month or so ago called staying power that you can listen to on 1150 am kknw on mondays and it also uploads as a podcast that same day and an, and a subscription to it as a podcast includes a short midweek mini podcast called Before, four tips, four ideas that could be really useful throughout the week. It is a whole podcast, Staying Power is, about resiliency. How do we develop it and how do we recognize it and what do we, you know, all those things. So have that going on with Tawny, two of those. I'm very excited about both of them. If you are somebody that does the whole New Year's resolution or uh, a New Year's reset or something like that, I highly suggest that you listen to these shows because the conversations are, especially uh, breaking up with our BS, is like there's so many things that we tell ourselves that we can't do uh, because of the narratives that we have in our head. And these two just decimate them. And you're like, oh, darn, there goes my (laughs) obstacle. Now I'm going to have to do this stuff. So anyway, appreciate that. Thank of you. course. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, of course, Eric will pipe in here and there because how could he not? Because Eric absolutely has uh, thoughts and ideas about the arts, you know, movie as the arts. <laughs> right, Eric? Sure. Yeah, sure, sure. I'm a human being. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. OK, so the list. So I tried to divide the list into like classics uh, and then like old classics, like there's like classic classics and then there's like the new classics, right? And then of course there's animated, then there's a whole section that is like the Netflix and Hallmark movies, which maybe you guys are into, but like I am like... Love it. Love it. Uh, Then there's a list that's like, are these Christmas movies? And they're a little bit more unsung and uncommon. Um, So let's start out with. And and by the way, if I can chime in, somebody sent me this week a a chart of the most popular Christmas movies in the country by state. Which I thought was Ooh. interesting. So really, uh, 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 it, once uh, you mention one, if I see it as <laughs> one of the state's favorites, then I'll I'll let you know what state. Okay, well, <laughs> has, has found that. What is the Washington State? It, now this was a weird one because um, 
I've never heard of this movie, <laughs> so I had to Google it. But as something from Tiffany's is apparently the most popular. And I guess their criteria was based on like search terms and Google questions and stuff like that. So, um, you know, this may be angled more towards younger Washingtonians uh, than, uh, Interesting. you know, uh, us old farts. <laughs> I know. I'm like, but, so it's not breakfast at Tiffany's. No, it's, it's something, something from, from Tiffany's, Tiffany. which I, again, I'd never heard of, but apparently is a popular Christmas movie. Who knew? Yeah. All right. Well, well, all right. So the classics, uh, the aforementioned Miracle on 34th Street which I think the actor was Richard Attenborough. If I uh, Are you talking about the 1994 version? Yeah. No, 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 yes. no, 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 no. I'm t- Oh, yes, that is that one. Um no, there's that one. So there was a remake in 94 which had mm-hmm. uh is it is it uh Dylan McDermott. Dylan Mc I was like is it Dermot Mulroney or is it Dylan McDermott? Exactly. I always <laughs> have that same problem too. It's Dylan McDermott and the little girl from um who was she was really popular for a long time. She was in Matilda. Yes. Uh, Mia something or. I don't remember her yeah. name. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the remake. That was Sir Richard Attenborough. Okay. So okay. the one from like 1944 or something is the one that I remember watching as a kid. 1947. Thank you. Uh, and it's just such a good movie. I mean, actually, both versions are really good. I will say it's such a classic, uh, such a classic movie. Um but I don't know. There's something about the black and white and the fact that your imagination just fills in all the color and everything. You don't need to have all the color. Um, it's a wonderful life. Every year we have to watch that. And all I can think of is Mary. <laughs> Very bad Jimmy Stewart impression. Um, but that movie is great to nap to on Christmas because you wake up and you're like oh yeah that's that whole middle part that <laughs> like mm-hmm. whatever um it it's, it's quite a, something it's a long film too. it's a long film yeah it's long and and it, it essentially has a the message of um you know I, sometimes it just seems really like pretty harsh edged like quit your whining <laughs> well <laughs> you know? right here's, and, here's your life and quit, the, quit your whining Right. And the fact that it was like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, you were going to travel the world and you ended up taking care of family and getting married and having kids. And then stuff happens and like, that's it. You're going to jump off a bridge. Like, what a way to like to start something. And yet, you know, then you get to examine your life and and rethink and see what would have happened had you not been in the world. Yeah. And I appreciate how that movie shows very clearly. It runs against this idea a lot of people have that old movies didn't tackle anything serious. Yeah. You know, that that everything was Hollywoodized. And that that was pretty serious content for totally. that era. And to put that out there like that. You know, I, th- to me, that's one of the things I love about the film. I watch it every year, but I can only watch it once because it's so long. I, it's so long. Now, it does beg the question, the character is Bert and Ernie. Is that who Bert and Ernie were named after from Sesame Street? I don't know. Is that there's two characters that are good friends of his in the movie. Like one's a cop and one's a, I don't know, something else. And it's Bert and Ernie. And huh. yeah. So this year when you're watching it, like check out and watch for Bert and Ernie. Well, that'll be kind of a fun way to watch it. Right. Um, going back to Miracle on 34th Street, the 1994 version. Yeah. That the, I, I have to mention that has maybe my, one of my 
top five favorite holiday movie scenes in it that moves me every time. And that's the scene where Sir Richard Attenborough as Santa is sitting, um, you know, meeting all the kids in the department store and the deaf girl sits on his lap. Oh, yes. And and the mom says, she, you know, she can't she she can't really speak, but she just wanted to, to see you. And he and signs. He speaks to her in sign language. Yes, I just got chills. Yeah. Oh, it gets me every single time. And uh, yeah, I absolutely love that. There's there's a lot about that remake that's a bit too polished. Yeah. You know, everything's fancy. And then the messaging at the end, it, it, it just doesn't fit anymore. It's like, right. In order for you to be happy, you have to have a mom, a dad, a big right. house. You know, lots of, <laughs> a house lots in Connecticut that has, that's yeah, well appointed. <laughs> exactly. But that scene, and I think it goes back to what you said right before the first break about why the holiday spirit as it is captures us so much it's for things like that where you know it's a time of year where we can see things perhaps the way we should more during the year seeing people as people giving of ourselves you know uh charity uh connection togetherness recognizing blessings i mean i think it's moments like that that keep drawing me back to holiday movies even though a lot of them you have to suspend your <laughs> your belief on everything else and there's some stuff that's kind of corny but scenes like that uh -huh. nail it for me totally i love it yeah um okay the other one that is was made and then remade uh shop around the corner was the original and then it was remade as you've got mail of course with tom hanks and mm. meg ryan um yeah. and the shop around the corner again like it's such a classic it's so good um and they did a good job with You've Got Mail and everything. Um, uh -huh. But, you know, it's just, I don't know. Well, and that covers more than just that season. At least, at least I don't remember Shop Around the Corner as much. But You've Got Mail covers an entire, almost an entire series of seasons, Christmas being one of them. Yep. Yep. You know, um, and that movie's going to win out for me all the time because Tom Hanks, I'll watch Tom Hanks and anything. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and there, it's the 25th anniversary by the way, of you've got mail. Oh, which, is it? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> wow. If you want to feel old. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? But uh, it also <laughs> kind of seems ancient because it's named after, you know, uh, an AOL <laughs> <laughs> catchphrase, you know, right? yeah. who uses AOL the old anymore. hookup yeah. sounds. Totally. Yeah. I know, it makes me laugh. Um, <laughs> then, of course, there is White Christmas, which is a classic, and um, if I'm not mistaken with my random factoids that I've collected in this old brain of mine, Irving Berlin is the one that wrote, uh, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And ironically he's Jewish and he didn't know much about Christmas. Um, and so what little he knew he put into a song. So you'll notice there's not a lot of verses to it. <laughs> and it became like the best selling single of all time for a long, long time. Right. Yeah. It did. It did. Now here's one of my, my deep, filmography secrets i have never seen white christmas mm. really i'm bearing my soul to the rest of the world to ridicule and rejection nah no <laughs> i have faith i've never seen it i just it just has never just has never come across at any point where i'm like i need i want to watch that now i will because i'm just you know it's all right. Get yeah, I mean, me. I will say I like Holiday Inn better. Now, Holiday Inn is, uh, it's Bing Crosby and Fred yeah. Astaire. Now, the thing with that movie is that, ooh, there's some scenes in it not good. 
Well, um, you're talking about the blackface. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it didn't, didn't age well. It didn't age well in terms of that when they were celebrating, like, you know, some of the holidays throughout the year. But that said, anything with Fred Astaire, I'm like, oh, my gosh, so dreamy. Um, but, you know, it's kind of fun. And then going with that whole, like, perfect thing, uh, like, all these big families and that transatlantic accent, like, hey, how you doing? Uh, meet me in St. Louis and Christmas in Connecticut. Mm. Like, you know, those are more of those, like, kind of holiday fair. Also, I didn't have this on the list, but as I think about it, uh, Little Women, like all 17,000 variations of it, uh, it starts around the holidays and the March family is reading Pilgrim's Progress, the book, and uh, they get invited to the neighbor's holiday ball. And I love that movie. <laughs> so good. Oh, wow. Yeah. The one with Peter Lawford. I was like, oh, he's yeah, yeah. dreamy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that ages me. Okay. So that's kind of, to me, the classics. Did I miss anything? Uh, classics. I guess it depends on when the cutoff point is, yeah? Yeah, it's sort of like when we went into, like, when we went out of the musical and black and white, and, you know, we headed into, like, the... So, because there's a ton of modern-day classics. Yes. so that's like, the new classics. Right. Like, yeah, like Christmas new Story. Classics. Right. Stuff like oh, that. Oh, man, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then I feel like the 60s and 70s were, like, ripe for animated, right? So, mm -hmm. like, I have a whole list of animated, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which, okay. Yeah, Rankin-Bass really just dominated my childhood right? when it came totally. to holiday Totally. Yeah. Arthur Rankin yeah. was the uh, illustrator, I think, and uh, mom had a book of uh, illustrations and drawings and stuff by him. Um, but that story, I'm like, so Rudolph was bullied. Can we talk about that? Like not cool and then it's like oh you have like even santa was not so nice to him do you remember that that's true right like think about it like santa was like ah you weirdo <laughs> and then it was like hey it's dark and stormy out there like i guess we can <laughs> use you after all and then it was like oh you're useful now you have value so right. like go rudolph <laughs> I saw a meme somewhere that said, uh, "If if Santa knows if you've been bad or good, he he sure as heck knew that that Rudolph was being bullied." <laughs> right? Like, and the fact that he participated—I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what's the one with Burgermeister Meisterburger? Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, that's same, on the list. Thing, yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. That's a classic. Um, of course, Frosty the Snowman. Right. Um, nice. There is um, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Oh yeah, an absolute must in my in my holiday rotation. Which the like original. the dog, like just like there's just it never gets old to see him on the sled in front. <laughs> Like as sitting there the as hill. he raced yeah. down the hill. <laughs> yeah, it's great. And then, I mean, how can you go wrong with Cindy Lou Who, who was no more than two? Well, yeah. I mean, she's adorable. Exactly. <laughs> I, I'll say this. Recently, I watched the, I and I didn't even know this existed until this year, the Halloween Grinch 
special. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's worth a watch one time, but I can see Whoa. why it faded into uh, distant memory. Wow. Because it's, it's nowhere wow. near as good as The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Interesting. Well, yeah. All right. That, to, me, to me, The Grinch is the perfectly packaged 20-some-odd-minute holiday story. I mean, totally. I think it's... With a banger of a theme song, too. Right? Oh, yeah. You're a mean one. <laughs> exactly. Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I yep. mean, it makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Oh, and it's got the best evil grin, too, in cinematic history. Oh. Like the curling out. I mean, right. I mean, with, of course, Dark Knight or whatever. The, or no, the Joker right. or whatever. After. Right. Anyway. And, and, it makes a, and it makes an appearance in another popular holiday film, the sequel to Home Alone, uh, Home Alone 2, and Tim Curry's face oh, yes. comes in behind it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I did add a Charlie Brown Christmas because that's pretty oh. iconic. Yeah. Um, now, I will say that I put a couple on the list that I, I've never seen The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I've, I just have never seen it. It's like I must have been busy raising my kids and never got to see it or something um polar express i also have not seen that oh, one also haven't seen that one seems a little creepy to me it is creepy it like... is creepy <laughs> is it just because yeah. the the animation lives in the uncanny valley the whole time is that yeah, what makes it creepy yeah, or is the story creepy as well no no it the story's fine um it is a little weird you have all these little kids getting whisked off in the middle of the night you know unbeknownst to their parents where they're going um, but it's the animation. I mean, it's a movie that if it was made 10 years later with advances in animation, I think nobody would feel the way they do about it. But they're, every, everything about them looks lifeless except their demonic eyes. Yeah, it I seems mean, like it was made from Snapchat filters. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's distracting. I can't I can't I can't invest in the movie because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, The Snowman, which was like a very quiet movie, as I recall. And it was based on a book that came out. Isn't this about a serial killer or am I thinking of a different? I think you're thinking of a different one. <laughs> OK, because I'm pretty <laughs> yeah, sure there's a there's a serial killer <laughs> snowman movie. <laughs> yeah. No, this is like that's different. Uh, but speaking of that, uh, before I uh, before I go on, as I was compiling my list, Charlie walked up to me and was checking out the list. And he's like. I think that you should make sure to take a break and you should let people that play video games know that they should play Batman Arkham Origins, which is a video game where uh, Batman fights all of the villains on in the Christmas season. So I'm just letting you all know. I told him. I promised him all that I would. All the villains in the Christmas season. So he's taking on Scrooge no, and no, no, Krampus? No. All of the Batman villains. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see. It's it's in the Christmas season that he's fighting all the classic. Yes, I, I think I've got a better idea. <laughs> I think you do too. Yes, yeah. I do like that. We'll just switch out uh, Batman for Santa Claus, and he right. you know beats the snuff out of <laughs> out of Krampus <laughs> uh-huh. and Scrooge and uh, the Grinch. Yep, I like that. This is a billion Brand, dollar property Brand now. Death Slay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So. so uh, back to the snowman real quick. Apparently, yeah. you're, so you're thinking of the 1982 movie, The Snowman. On Christmas Eve, a young boy builds a snowman that yep. comes to life and takes him to the North Pole to meet Father Christmas on Christmas Eve. Yes. 
And I was thinking of the 2017 <laughs> The Snowman when an elite crime squad's lead detective investigates the dis- <laughs> disappearance of, uh, well, I don't know the rest, but <laughs> oh <laughs> that'll tell you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, no, I was definitely thinking right. of the the former, not the latter, um, <laughs> unless it was animated. And <laughs> there are. OK, so let's take a jump then, because uh, it'll be easy to talk about all the classics. But that reminds me of Violent Night, which I have been extolling the virtues of. And that's the one that has David Harbour. And yeah. I. Got a text from a friend of mine the other day who was like... And by the way, Violent Night uh, is Louisiana's favorite Christmas movie. Ah, there we go. <laughs> okay. According All to right. my chart here. So I got a text from my friend Lee who was like, Stacy, you recommended Violent Night. We watched it last night. Totally ridiculous. Super entertaining. I'm like, great way oh, to yeah. describe it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see that movie being a hit in Baton Rouge. And and in New Orleans. Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, that. it's ridiculous. Um, but then good. other other violentish or adultish movies that could also be in the classics, like Bad Santa with Billy Bob Thornton. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. That at yep. least the first one. I'm I'm not sure if the I saw one. the second one, but the first one is uh, I think a minor classic. It's right? very funny. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Die Hard, of course, but that really goes oh, under new classics. Colorado's favorite uh, Christmas movie. There you go. Man. I Way to go, Colorado. Right? <laughs> Just like, yeah. all right. Well, you know, and to me, there's absolutely no debate on Die Hard. And, and several, you know, several things prove it. First, Wikipedia has it listed as a Christmas movie in its top 25 of most highest grossing. Um, that's one. And second... There is a diehard musical play in Seattle at the Bathhouse Theater. It sells out every single year. It sold out again. I saw it two weeks ago. It's a musical with original numbers in a small little theater. They use squirt guns and Nerf guns. It's like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, but for diehard. And it is absolutely hilarious and genius. And the very fact that it has sold out its entire run and does so every single year is proof positive that that this should be considered a Christmas story. I love that so much. I mean, it's it is on every single list. Like every single list that I conferred to like look at my my list had this movie. I mean, it was in a oh, corporate. Yeah. It was in a holiday Christmas party. It's like oh yeah, absolutely. And I really want to get one year the Nakatomi Plaza advent calendar where Hans Gruber drops one floor every day. <laughs> of December and on Christmas days when he hits the ground. <laughs> wow. I've never heard of that. Had you uh-huh. heard of that? I have, but you know what? I, I along with, uh, you know, JD, you know, uh, telling the truth that he had never seen white Christmas. I will say I have never seen die hard. Uh, so I, I think we both have homework <laughs> for the holiday season. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We do. Wow. I really appreciate you stepping out like that, Eric, because now I, I feel less alone. Thanks, buddy. Wow. All cool. right. I'm going to need a minute. So let's take a minute here. And then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the classics and if we have time, the Hallmark Netflix movies uh, to watch. Oh All right. Keep listening. Uh, we'll be right back with more Stacy Connects. Yeah. 
Have you ever considered working with an image consultant or stylist, but were worried about what the experience would be like? If that sounds like you, then Michael Bruce Image Consulting is here to help. They've worked with thousands of people, and many of those individuals have shared their experiences by way of style stories. Go to michaelbruceimageconsulting.com slash style stories and check out what their delighted clients have to say about their experiences. Stacy Connects, it's not just my business, it's my superpower. Whether you need the right tone and messaging for a new venture, or you've plateaued with your current one, I can help. I connect clients with themselves and their potential. Then I identify unique solutions that translate your brand into messaging that connects your target audience with your business. Go to stacyconnects.com to connect with me and your messaging. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hey, welcome back to Stacy Connects. I'm joined today by J.D. Winnikin and, of course, Eric as well. Um, we're talking about holiday movies. And so uh, this is definitely an episode that, you know, it's like a scorecard. So go to where the podcast is, wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can listen to the show to get some feedback on classics. Uh, now, speaking of classics, we talked about classic classics. Now we're going to talk about new classics. Um, and what's interesting about some of these is some of them, uh, I don't know if it's the adult in me or the person that is more woke, but they haven't aged well, or there's plot holes that it's kind of hard to to suspend uh, belief. So A Christmas Story, of course. I mean, you'll oh, yeah. shoot your eye out. Straight up classic. Like, straight up. That is. And I mean, like, just, it's so good. And the every time I used to put my kids in their snowsuits and they couldn't move, it was just like, oh, yeah. it brought that, like, right back. Yeah. Um, it's the ending that doesn't age well. (laughs) Well, yes. Yeah. The ending, the ending for that one is not great. Um, the year they were introduced to Chinese Turkey does not, right. Does not hold up very well. (laughs) Hmm. But, you know, but generally it's, it's all right. Um, and who. I love that movie. I love that movie. That is, that is a must watch every year for me. Well, and you know how there's certain things that you can watch and like the way someone says it, like, you know, um, Moira on Schitt's Creek and how she says like bebe. Well, mm-hmm. like fragile for fragile. Right. Like anytime I see the word fragile, I'm like fragile. Yeah. It's a major <laughs> yeah. award. Exactly. Major <laughs> yes. award. And, and you can find you can find the leg lamp thing everywhere. Oh, yeah. Christmas ornaments. Neighbors with uh, a leg lamp, yep. <laughs> right? They put yep. out at Christmas yeah, time. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh yeah. Also a lot right. of fun. Also a lot of fun. I don't know. <laughs> like, what is it? Don't know, Margo. I don't know, Margo. <laughs> um, Why is the carpet wet, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so many lines about that, uh, and it's just a classic and. Enough said. Now, one, of the best, I, one of the best rants. Yes. Yeah. I got to say, I'm team neighbors uh, when it comes to vacation. <laughs> <laughs> like Julia Louise Dreyfus and her husband, Todd. E, Todd. Yeah. I mean, they're made out to be some kind of villains, but really, they're just victims the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, they are. 
they're yuppie victims, but they're victims. Yeah, yeah. that's their whole actually. I think thing, they're, that they're yuppies. Double yeah. income, no kids. Well, yeah. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> that's not, not their fault. No, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, and um, I'm just saying, if you see a yeah, Griswold move next to you, sell. Exactly, <laughs> it's the Griswolds that are inflicting misery. You know, cousin mm. Eddie coming in. Well, no. you know, it, it's it's definitely it's a lot, and uh, and yet it's just a classic. It's fun. It is fun. Um, of course, Elf, which was like an immediate oh. classic, with yeah. Will Ferrell. And I watched that for the first time two years ago. Okay. And uh, yeah, it, it's pretty good. It's pretty fun. Like there's oh, just yeah. something like I was in uh, when I was in New York moving Grace into our apartment. I went past someplace and it was like, you know, the best something ever. And I so wanted to go in and be like, congratulations. Like because he goes into a store <laughs> about like, right. World's best cup of coffee. And, you know, just like that. The infectious positivity and whatever. Oh, yeah. I think there's oh, a I... ton of logic problems uh, with that movie. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, if you just suspend disbelief uh, completely, then it's, oh, yeah. it's got a lot of fun stuff in it. But, I mean, the, the he is the elf, the titular elf. Uh-huh. He's just a human. Right. Yeah. So, you know, how he's living off of sugar, basically. Like a like a hummingbird, basically. Any uh, any human would be dead. <laughs> you know, putting okay. maple syrup on yeah. your spaghetti and stuff. I mean, he would have diabetes by yeah. an hour into this movie. Uh, okay, and he's able to point. throw snowballs. You know, like a cannon, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, just practice. But there's well, no real explanation for that stuff. But it's just fun. It is fun. And there's a couple of, there are a couple scenes in there that, again, there are some of my favorites. The scene where he tries to put the star on top of the Christmas tree in the house and he ends up tackling the tree and the whole thing falls on him. It's one of the funniest physical comedy things that I think I've ever seen. And I, I will rewind it and watch that like 10 times every time it comes on. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Um, okay. You have some points. Eric, but still. Um, Fred Claus, of course, with Vince Vaughn. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Vince Vaughn movies. I haven't Vaughn seen movies. this one. Is this, is this worth adding to the canon? I personally love it because I love the message. It's got Paul uh, Giamatti and it has Kevin Spacey, which, you know, okay. Uh, good actor, bad guy. Um, and it has Vince Vaughn and... Basically, the premise is that Fred is Santa's older brother and through, you know, life experiences and whatever, he's like not so happy to be Santa's brother. And he teaches Santa that the whole nice and naughty list isn't fair, that there really aren't bad children. There are typically circumstances or there's more to the story. And so don't look through your lens with such a black and white point of view, Santa, um, and ultimately helps to make sure that Christmas does not get canceled uh, as a result of the mean auditor who ultimately was just an unhappy child that felt scorned by Santa because he was on the bad list. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So I've never seen it. All right. It's, it's got ludicrous in it. 
Oh, that changes everything. Sure. I mean, <laughs> you know? Little Chris is the DJ at the North Pole. I'm just saying. Well, maybe that's because, why you, know, they, you need. Maybe, maybe that's why they celebrated Luda Christmas on <laughs> Thirty Rock. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, right. it's yeah. There's some stuff in there that is it's well, awesome. And if you want to raise the strength of your movie, we all know getting Ludacris involved will make it happen. I mean, after all, how did Fast and Furious get through ten films without him? Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. Um, okay. Home Alone, which I learned that Eric just saw for the first time this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. There was some conversation about. Got to understand, it came out in 1990. I was in yeah. high school. And it looked like it was for babies, essentially. <laughs> it yeah. looked like it was, you know, for people that were five or six years old. And, uh, you know, it was it was a, like such a super massive hit with like lines around the block and stuff. And I, I at that point in life, we weren't going to the theater on a regular basis. So right. I, it just the, the way it landed just wasn't in the time slot for yeah, me to check it. it out. Yeah, that's right. And so. It it wasn't on top of my list, but this year I just said, "Hey, what the heck? I'll give it a shot," and enjoyed it. Yeah, I yeah. mean it's it is fun for what it is. Uh, you know, there are yeah. you go back and you see all sorts of things that are like you know plot holes, and right. not the least of which, of course, is that really the wet bandits should be dead. Yes, <laughs> they would be. <laughs> <Yeah>. dead. <laughs> And, and and it is, yes. I think, for all ages. I, I, you know, my perception as a teenager, being a grumpy teen, is right. different than you know uh, yeah. what what I came to find out now at the ripe yeah. old age of fifty. Well, <laughs> you know? And and I, it was the same for me. I didn't discover it until later myself. But you know, to me, the second movie is essentially the first movie. It just takes place in New York. I saw and, some clips of that. It definitely looks right. like and, oh, it's the same thing. <laughs> And everyone forgets the product placement wars uh, with those films. Pepsi made so much money from its product placement in the original, and Coca-Cola fought hard to get themselves into the second one. And you can't go three or four scenes in, in the second one without seeing a Coca-Cola can. Wow. I mean, it is it is everywhere. Well, that and sounds like a drinking frankly, game. It, well, it could be. And the beating that the, that the wet bandits, they're the sticky bandits in the second one, yes. the beating they take in the second one is far more entertaining than the beating they take in the first one. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, gosh, we're like already running out of time. Um, Love Actually, which JD and I had a whole conversation about this, which honestly could have one of those mini podcasts, midweek mini podcasts that you're yeah. talking about with staying power because like – all the ways that this movie is so wonderful, but also so cringy and wildly inappropriate. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's not aging well. I mean, it's got, it tried to do something really noble and that is show all the different types of love that there are and how they can be expressed and the challenges in them and the hurt. Right. You know, Sarah's character not getting to be with the love of her life because she chooses her brother who really, really needs her. But what, you know, family codependency, anyone? And then there's, um, then of course, Emma Thompson's character gets her heart absolutely broken, mm-hmm. right? And ends the rest of the movie just playing up appearances, yep. right? Because After of her, her husband, husband, who has this power dynamic with his employee. Right, right. Dally's in that emotionally, right? He He never goes, he never goes there any other way. Right. But, you know, there's that. And then, of course, there's Hugh Grant, the prime minister of England, 
um, not learning any lessons apparently from the Bill Clinton administration that he must have known and, and not keeping his hands off the help. You know, I mean, it, it's, there's, there's so many things that now the lens, the lens has changed. Right. right? And, um, and yet, and it's painful for me because I absolutely love that movie and I love what it was trying to do. And I love that. I love that it didn't tie off everything real sweetly and nicely, you know, but yeah, there's, there's debate to be had about almost every one of those 12 threads, those 12 plot threads that run through. Totally. I totally. I mean, like, you know, the Telemitz Carol singers, like, like, you know, and then it's like, great, are you going to abduct me now? Or the point that you made about like, hey, young guys, you want to have a good time? Like, go to Milwaukee. You'll meet some hot girls. Like, there's yeah. just, there's a whole bunch of things. American girls are easy, right? Right. And, you know, yeah. And the guy who's in love with his best friend's wife and then decides to tell her by ripping off Bob Dylan's old video of the poster board. And then after she gives him a kiss and they're going to have this weird, awkward moment they're going to have to remember forever because he's best friends with the husband. Then he says, okay, enough now. <laughs> right. Like, oh, come on, man. I know. It's just, it's just yeah. all kinds of bad. But it's so good. Anyway. It's so good. Um, yeah. The Holiday, which is the life swap is a good one. That one was yeah. Cameron Diaz, Jack Black, Jude Law, and uh, Kate Winslet. Yeah. That was a really good one. Um, okay. Now, I'm bringing it up because I only have a couple minutes here. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yes? Oh. I said it. I love that movie. It's fun. So do I. It's so good. And also the Muppet Christmas album, by the way, shout out with John Denver. <laughs> Like, uh, it is a classic. To me, Michael Caine is Scrooge. He's great. Because of the Muppet Christmas Carol. It's a perfect performance from him. But the thing that weirds me out is the human Muppets. (laughs) Why in a movie with actual humans do you have Muppets that are humans? (laughs) That just creeps me out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, like Christmas present. Right. Like, like the ghost of Christmas present? Is that what you mean? No, I mean, they have just like regular bystanders that are just humans instead of like the animal Muppets. Oh, uh, right. And and in a world where you've got actual humans, why do you want human Muppets? It just, I don't know. It's that Uncanny Valley weirdness <laughs> huh. thing that you were talking about with the Polar Express. But aside from that, it's still yeah, a ton of fun. And it's- there's so many great versions of Christmas Carol, but... That's definitely, I think, in the top five for people. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. Now in my last, like, two minutes, one minute, I'm going to shout out to all the Hallmark people. So get your pen and listen. Ready? Don't interrupt me, gentlemen. A Castle for Christmas with Brooke Shields and Carrie Elways. Falling for Christmas, Lindsay Lohan, her return to the big screen, Holiday in the Wild, Rob Lowe and Charlotte from Sex in the City. Yeah, she doesn't get a name. She's just Charlotte from Sex in the City. The Night Before Christmas with Vanessa Hutchins. A Christmas Prince. There's three of them. Who doesn't love a movie where first they meet, then they get married, then they have a kid? The Princess Switch. Also Vanessa Hutchins. Yes, but then we have it with two of them. Then we have it with three of them. That's right. Holiday with... Emma Roberts, a new classic, single all the way, an adorable same-sex couple, friends realize that they're in love, Operation Christmas Drop, a classic, 
Round and Round, a new one from Holiday or from Hallmark that is about Hanukkah, magic and mistletoe, Christmas on Cherry Lane. You're welcome, everybody. Such good stuff. Thanks, JD. Uh, hey, a quick shout out about Book of Poetry that you have coming out. Oh, yeah. Uh, check out my website, wordsbyjdk.com later this week. I have a poetry book, my poems, and a good friend's beautiful photography, uh, nature photography, coming out together. Uh, it's a beautiful art book. Great if you love art. Great if you love coffee table books. Great as a gift. Uh, if you're interested in knowing more, check out wordsbyjdk.com. There you go. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Eric. Thanks, everybody. Happy holiday movie watching. Happy holidays. Come on.